Let me get a 10-piece hot, extra crispy, extra wet. Let me get a blue cheese. Matter of fact, two. I'm on celery and fries and a peach drink. And make sure my fries is hot because they was cold last time. to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast, hosted by the Young Aunties. All right, all right. Come on in the room, everybody. Come on in the room. We're in a new season, season six, episode one. Welcome to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast, hosted by us, the Young Aunties. Y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. And we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, y'all might be wondering, for those of you who may be just joining us, what is a young auntie? Well, an auntie is any woman out here living her best life, moving, shaking, doing everyday regular, schmegular, degular things, and kicking ass while doing it. Okay. What do we talk about? We talk about any and everything that aunties want to talk about. We talk about fun finances employment that bitch that got you fucked up at work what wine we're drinking what book we're reading politics celebrity gossip whatever it is you can think of we talk about it here okay so we're gonna get right into it for those of y'all who don't know we are atlanta based we are down here in the south and here we say it's rude to walk in the room and not speak and introduce yourself so we're gonna do that first as always k kick us off What's going on, everybody? It's Auntie Kirby, a.k.a. the West Side Wood Nymph, a.k.a. Where's Kirby Ann? And I'm checking in from the SWATs, as usual. Now, y'all know I always got to bring you a little sunshine. Hey, everybody. It's his favorite double C, Coco in Curve D, Florida May, Georgia Pay, in this motherfucking thing. Hey! Hey! <laughs> and y'all know I'm your favorite homegirl, Nick, from the old school. I don't get what we put it on you. And we got a guest auntie in the building today. Introduce yourself, ma'am. My name is Yaya, and I want to thank you ladies for inviting me to the show. Um, I'm Yaya from Past Perfect on Yaya, uh, Past Perfect with Yaya on TikTok, on Instagram, and YouTube channel. And I met you beautiful ladies um, through Instagram. I went live, and you guys introduced me and brought me onto the show, and I appreciate it. Thank you for having me so much. Well, we are so glad that you are in the building and in the room today. All right, y'all know what's up first. We got to get that wing order out your way, see what the aunties is eating on. Coco, what's on your plate? So we talked about this earlier, right? Mm-hmm. About that Waffle House and what it do to your stomach. <laughs> but I'm going to take that risk today, okay? And I'm going to get me an all-star special. And please don't forget the egg, I mean the cheese on my eggs and my grits. And I'm going to have some orange juice, but I'm also bring my water because I'm not drinking their water, you know, to balance it out for me. Mm-hmm. I, I guess what I'm I mm-hmm. Auntie Kirby, what's that order? Um, Considering that I had the most odd situation happen to me, somebody's Uber Eats order got dropped off at my house by mistake. And I waited now. I was a good girl. I waited. I tried to see if the Uber Eats driver was going to come back and, you know, deal with their mistake because I know somebody was mad. Because what I got in that Uber Eats order, y'all, jerk shrimp, lemon peels, uh, oxtail, uh, rice and peas, uh, uh, cabbage, uh, yams, potato salad, and a carry guava drink. So in the light of the Jamaican gift, the Jamaican blessing that I got yesterday, 
I'm gonna do a 10 piece extra crispy jerk wing with, of course, JR Cricket's extra chunky blue cheese, my favorite. And I have lemonade, half peach drink, probably from American Deli because they always put a little extra sugar in it. And I'm feeling like an insulin, insulin, insulin issue today. So that's what I'm going to be having. And I'm trying to think, do I want something that will not tear my stomach up? Throw a side salad in there with a little lemon vinegar. Just, just to say you had it. Just to say that I had it and so that my colon don't fight me tonight. <laughs> right. Get them greens in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What you eating on, madam? So last night I had the best um, seafood risotto I've ever had in my life. It was a scallop risotto with like a cream Cajun sauce. And I've been thinking about this meal ever since. I can't wait to go back there again tonight. Maybe if my stomach is not messed up from Taco Bell that I had. If not tonight, then it will be tomorrow. I am going back to this place. It was absolutely amazing. Scouts were this big. The risotto was creamy and spicy, and it's been on my mind ever since. I was trying to see if I could find a picture of it, but I don't have it. But I took a picture of it. That's you know it some food good when you be still thinking about it, and it like I'm just still thinking about it. I took a picture of it. I took a picture. It was so good. Like never and it better taste food. the same when you get it again. It better taste the same because if not, I'm gonna cry. I'm crying. The memories I have right now, based on that meal. Oh, all right, all right. So the aunties is eating good. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and start this season off with my fave, which is the sweet brown sugar wing from Smoky Bones. Um, extra sticky, extra wet, and extra extra crispy, please, with the big side of the chunky big girl blue cheese. Thank you. Here we go. The place that I went to last night, I swear they put brown sugar in their fried chicken. It's good. It's, oh. And I didn't think, I thought I was country. And I didn't think anybody else knew that. But yeah, my mother used to do that too. And I didn't think anybody else put brown sugar in their chicken. Aww. I love a little, a little sweetness with the chicken. It don't hurt. Yes. You know, it's really, it's really good. So, all right. The aunties is eating and we're going to keep it. Moving, um, Auntie Kirby, I'm coming to you, ma'am. You know I love Auntie of the Week. For those of you who are just joining us again, Auntie of the Week, we like to highlight a woman, a black woman who is either from history or is currently making history, and we want to give her her flowers and educate ourselves about some of those sometimes hidden figures that we may not know about. So who do you got for us today? We actually have some co-aunties of the week. Um, All right ladies that I found, and this is in honor of Auntie Yaya coming to join us. Those of you that know her work know that she went viral talking about putting these lashes on for one of her dates. So I actually ran into a lash company that is Black-owned, woman-owned, called nice. Mix Spain. Um, so Stacia or Stacia, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, Madam Mahoney and Don Mahoney are the founders and CEOs of Minx and Maine. Um, Stacia is really cool just because she's had an opportunity to lead teams at places like Essence, Interactive One and more. And then Dawn is actually a pharmacist by trade. And they decided to come together and create this company. They are handmade lashes, which I think is cool. That's not something that I've heard about um, in the lash industry before. And a part of their mission is also to give back. So they actually give 10% of their profits back to charities from every single purchase. Um, they oftentimes focus on charities that help youth from underprivileged areas um, get opportunities in learning and education and nutrition as well and social justice and equality. So super excited for them. I actually found them on the root.com, one of my favorite news sources. 
Um, again, they're handmade. The other thing I think was cool that you can wear them 10 to 15 times. Anybody that wears lashes knows that, like, if you take care of them, you might get about eight, maybe 10, but 10 to 15 wears out of these. And they also have a flex fitting band. And it's a thin and flexible band to help provide maximum comfortability and wearability. So shout out to y'all, uh, Sasia Mahoney and Don Mahoney for creating mixandmain.com so that we can get our lash on. Nice, nice. Definitely gonna check them out. Definitely gonna check them out. All right. Well, I don't want to say her name wrong either, but Stacia or Stacia and Don Mahoney. So um, if y'all happen to see this, can you tell us the correct pronunciation of your name so we can get it right? Um, Minx and Main Lash Company. Mm -hmm. Got it. I'm gonna be fluttering at the same time. Period. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time to get on to that good old menu, that meat and potatoes. You know what we came to eat and talk about today. First up, always, y'all know we do Atlanta slash Georgia news at the top of the menu. So we're just going to get right into the main thing happening in Georgia right now. It is going to be happening through Tuesday, and that is elections. So y'all mm-hmm. know right now, everybody's talking about the Senate race, especially Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock um, going head to head. They just had a debate. Um, one of the, the the viral funny clip moments was uh, when Herschel Walker pulled out what appeared to be a toy <laughs> police badge, um, again, asserting that he was a part of the police force at some point here in Georgia, which the counties that he has said he was have vehemently denied that fact saying they have no history of him working with them. Um, this was not allowed and the moderator got on his ass um, making sure he remembered there are no props right. allowed. Um, so the elections are here. Elections ever since Georgia turned purple, as we say, um, have been very tense here in Georgia. Georgia has been the deciding factor in a couple of uh, elections. So what do you ladies think? Are you have you already voted? Do you vote? Are you going to go vote? Um, and what do you think about this Warnack versus Walker competition? Kirby, we'll start with you. Um, Herschel Walker definitely got his head hit a couple of times. My grandma was a big fan. Y'all know he played for UGA or whatever. I need I need whomever his caretaker is, whoever is the administrator of his Medicaid, to please come get him. Um, I just <laughs> because like we got enough going on with Kemp and his racist come over. I don't need someone who looks like us. His come over is racist. Yes, it absolutely is. Have you looked at it? Like it, it looks like a descendant of slave owners. Um, <laughs> like he's whispering like, racist slurs. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> any moment. Like I just I feel like like imagine taking a picture next to Kemp. Like don't you think it whispered to you? Be like. Like I just feel like that. Um, but yeah, I just I need someone to come get Herschel. And it's like as much as I want to be mad at him because he is abusive, he abused his ex-wife. Y'all know his son came out telling all the business, all the tea about what was oh. going on. He really needs help. Like the fact that someone was able to convince him to get up there and make a fool out of himself that way. And granted, he is a swindler because he also has swindled veterans out of their money. That's a whole other conversation. I just I, I just need someone to come like Help him understand, like, sweetheart, my love, baby, beloved, this is not your space. This is not your platform. This is not your ministry. 
what you need to be doing is ministering to the people who are recovering, I don't know, domestic violence abusers. You need to be ministering to the people who used to be scammers. You need to minister to people that are in your audience. Um, Georgia is not your audience, my love. Uh, the Republican Party is not either. Um, and apparently he has multiple personality disorder. Um, apparently all his personalities may be abusive idiots. So here we are. Here we are. Um, Auntie Yaya, what are your thoughts? I think the fact that he made it as far as he did is very embarrassing. Oh. I think that the fact that the Republican Party looked at him and said, this is our guy and we're going to support him is very much so an insult because he, he can't critically think. He's not a good person, it seems. His own child doesn't like him. And Christian Walker, he's a lot of things, but I don't think he would live a lie on his daddy or his mom. And it's really, really sad that this is the guy that they picked. And it's so sad that the gentleman that he's running against has to be over perfect for them to even here we got one one candidate who is extremely perfect, and we have one that's a clown. And there's debate or an argument about who should be the winner in this is absolutely insane to me. But it goes to show you how little the Republican Party really actually does think of black men in general. They this is the one you chose, so it's very insulting. And I think that um, the Republican Party really did a disservice for themselves by picking Trump in general, because now their standards are so low. It does not matter what you're saying. We just want you to win. And um, I hope, I hope, I hope he doesn't win because it's going to be really, really bad. But the sad part is there's a possibility he could. Oh, there's a good possibility he could. I think uh, he was, Warnock was only leading by seven points. Actually, that gap closed, y'all. It's closed from seven? Yeah, gap. Warnock, uh, Walker is at forty four point five. Warnock is at forty seven point eight. So that's a gap of about three point three percent. Yeah, so, so and we're gonna see, and that's with like early voting. So we'll see what happens by Tuesday. And I did vote already. I voted, and was in, I will say this: one thing that is good about this particular voting season is that we've had the biggest turnout on the first day of early voting ever. It took me yeah, right. on the first day of October seventeenth to vote and this is at like a local library like this wasn't like one of the major like polling locations like mm -hmm. people are turning up and turning out um and let me also say this and be mad at me if you want to TikTok me instagram me snappy chat me whatever you got to do black man get your ass out there and vote please and thank you yeah. and make sure that it's not for walker or for kemp even yeah. if you hate black women you hate yourself if you vote for some of these other candidates and yeah. I know it's a lot of people out here that are like, we don't want Stacey because she a lady and we don't think she cute and whatever your reasons are. But if you want this state to turn back red, keep playing. Fuck around and find out. Okay? And it's so weird how complicated voting is in Georgia. I've lived in Dallas. I've lived in San Diego. I've lived in Tampa. And in Georgia, as metropolis as Atlanta is, there's no reason it should be an hour to go early vote. There's no reason a voting should take so long in this this state, in this major city. It's ridiculous. I think they do intentionally do it on purpose to scare people off because most people, 
you know, I can't take off a whole bunch of time to do this. So I got to get back to work. So it's really, really, really bad. I hate that they do that. I think that's why that's one of the biggest topics in, you know, in the Senate and in, in, in politics right now is voting laws um, because yes. it, it is affecting things. And like you said, there are people that don't have time away from work or from their other obligations that they can stand in line for two, three hours. Um, and then even somebody bringing you a bottle of water is illegal. I heard that. Yeah. So it, it, it is kind of getting ridiculous. Coco, what do you think? Have you made it out to the polls yet? So, yeah, I voted. Um, Y'all really say everything I would say. Um, Herschel Walker is a clown. His commercials are comical to me. It's like being at a comedy show. And when they pick on him and say things about him, you can't even... You can't even feel bad. Like, cause I don't feel bad. Because right. if you really think these white people believe in you, you crazy. Like you are the puppet. Like they if you win, you're they're gonna control you. You don't have the sense enough to run nothing. Like you like it's not up here and you know that. So I don't know. He's a clown to me. He just gets some clown shoes and a clown suit. Yeah. Yeah, I, it was comical. It really was. I, I really felt bad kind of for Warnock that you had to stand up there and debate with this man. Because it's like, how do you debate with a four-year-old? And, and You know, like, and, and feel like you're doing something and coming out on top. Like, it, it, it is just, it, it's crazy. But, like, like Auntie Yaya said, it's scary because this person actually could win. He and could that's possibly win. So... Y'all haven't made it out to vote in Georgia. Please show up, um, and please show up knowledgeable, and not just voting for anybody. Please know who you're voting for and why. Um, all right, moving on along. Look at some celebrity news, y'all. Why are the rich women beefing? All right, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Lotto rapper Lotto and rapper Nicki Minaj had a week or a week and a half of back and forth. And they had all the other rap girls involved as well. So quick background, Grammy nominations were released and Nicki Minaj was submitted into the rap category um, specifically for her song, Super Freaky Girl, which samples um, Rick James' Super Freak. And when noms came out, she found out that they moved her from rap to pop, which she did not agree with. She didn't have she did not think that that was a good move. She felt that it was maliciously done to keep her from winning. And she pointed out that if her song was going to be moved, that it needs to be fair across the board. And that rapper Lotto's song, um, Big D Energy, which samples the Mariah Carey song Fantasy, should also be moved to pop if that's why they moved her. Right. Um, she said that it's no way that she she feels that she's going to win against pop stars like Adele and people like that in that category. Um, where did the beef start? Well, apparently her and Lotto had a conversation in private in which Lotto told her, well, you know, I agree. I see where you're coming from. But Nikki wanted Lotto to agree with her publicly, which Lotto was not comfortable doing. Um, and Nikki called her out. This started them going on a back and forth where things got ugly to say the least um and lotto basically ended up saying look you older than my mama you're just a 40 year old bully and then 40 year old bully trended worldwide on twitter 
Um, you have people taking Nikki's side, Lotto's side, No side. Like I said, all the other, not all of them, but a lot of the other rap girls jumped in, giving their opinions, and then some of them started going back and forth with each other. It was just a big mess. Um, I want to get y'all's thoughts and opinions on what's going on. Auntie Yaya, you shaking your head. You just like, this, this is a big mess. What you think? They're too rich to be acting like this. <laughs> Point blank period. You're too rich. You have too much status. You have too much fame. You have too much, too much of too much to be acting like you are, you know, still in the streets and some and your rep is on the line. Like it doesn't matter. It'd be one thing if you were in the streets and you know you can't let nobody pick on you because if they start, they won't stop. But nobody would have known about this little conversation that y'all had in the background if you would have just left it there. But I think a lot of this beef stuff is just to hype up the room. I think this is all of a strategy. It has to be because I don't know logically how your manager would let you say all this stuff um, and nobody take your phone away from you. So it gotta be that this is just part of the the dialogue now. Fake beef for, for the likes and the attention to get your name out there and then they make a, a song where they're dissing each other and now you're selling stuff. Because, you know, when you're pretty and rich, what are you fighting for? Like, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Plot twist. It was all planned. It was all planned. <laughs> to bring attention to, hey. Gotta be, if, somebody album, if somebody drops an album within a month or so, it was. All right. Uh, Coco, what you think? I don't really, I don't really think nothing. I I agree with Auntie Yaya. Like, what are we, like, Kim? People are dying. Like, Kim, people are dying. Like, 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 are like it's not that. I don't know. Maybe because it's not my craft. Maybe because I'm not the one um, submitting um, material to the Grammys. Maybe I don't care about winning the Grammy. You know, so maybe it's way deeper than we think because it's not our craft it's not something that we do for a living but it's right. like who the fuck cares like nobody cares I, I don't care like it's just not enough for me to care about like y'all what are y'all arguing for and my thing is why are people taking sides like like it's just too much like your fans taking sides i get it but right. the other rap like like y'all already say y'all have to do too much and go through too much to be noticed and respect the in the industry, but y'all fall into the bullshit every single time. So it's like, get over it. Like, who the fuck cares? And that's that's my point. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Okay. Um, here's where things get a little wonky for me. So obviously, all the things that Auntie Yaya and Auntie Coco said, but I find it kind of scary what happens when certain folks beef and how they beef. Um, and I want to be careful with my words because uh, a very, very famous blogger, uh, Kimberly Nicole Foster, um, who owns for Harriet, got doxxed just because she said something that was considered to be anti-Onika Mirage. So um, what I found interesting, not only about this lotto beef, but also just about beefs in general, um, where the queen, the king of the barbs is involved, is that they oftentimes have a tendency 
to actually send their fans to harm people in some type of way, whether it's digitally or literally in real life, try to like do something. And when Kimberly Nicole Foster got doxxed because of something she disagreed with uh, Ms. Minaj about, like people literally were like texting her, like, I hope you die. I'm going to kill your niece. I know where she goes to school, like that kind of thing. Like it got a little bit too real. So like, okay, fine. Y'all might be beefing because you want to be popular or you're trying to be like, like you said, you might be about to drop an album or a project or something like that. But where, where does beefing for the purpose of, of promotion and marketing and impacting real people's lives, like where's that line for you? Because your fans literally are out here harming people. Even if they didn't actually physically do anything to her, those types of threats can cause anxiety and depression and all kinds of other things. And then she's having to secure her life and go talk to attorneys about libel and all kinds of things. And unfortunately, in my observation, Ms. Minaj be liking tweets that be talking about harm and, you know, retweeting stuff and, you know, sending out laughing emojis and things like that. And don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not tripping. Like, Nikki is one of the, the greatest uh, women rappers and greatest mm -hmm. rappers of our generation. I'm not going to deny her, you know, give her flowers, give her her things. But also in the midst of everybody giving you your flowers, you pay attention to the people that, you know, are trying to put shit in your bouquet instead of just enjoying the life that you've built. And then on top of that, taking that shit and throwing it back at people that really don't matter to you. So it's just, it's a bit concerning for me. Like, and as far as Lotto is concerned, I mean, girl, stop having private conversations with people that you're not really friends with. Uh, yeah. That's where I'm, I'm leaving it at. Like, y'all not Seriously. really. Nikki has shown that she's messy. Nikki has shown that she keeps up mess. Yeah. And I mean, respectfully, not respectfully, like, look at Nikki's life. Let's let's just look at the choices that she's made. Do you really want to be into it with, with folks that make those kinds of choices? I don't. Because if you're messy in your life, you're gonna try to be messy in mine. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Correct. Um, so, a little while a little while ago I had posted this uh video of me talking about me wanting to um a certain type of love romance, right? And there was a woman, older woman, that says something kind of out of pocket to me. And the way that my fans and followers went after her, it was like, I got to bring this back a little bit. Because people can be very loyal about you. And they will fight for you. And I just have a small platform of 300,000 people. But if I had a voice like Nikki... There's no reason why you don't understand. Like you got to be mindful about what you say, because the way that people will follow you and your lead and your hints, it can be scary. It was a very scary moment for me. It's like I didn't realize my words had that much power and my presence had much power. And um, so when someone does something like what she does to incite stuff, it's you're doing it purposefully why why are you doing it so purposefully exactly exactly because you know you know the power that you hold you know you do it's true yeah like it's, it, it, it can be like a dog whistle like you you sticking people on somebody so that you don't have to do it but it will still you um i just want to say i think that nikki is 100 percent correct in feeling that it was wrong for her song to get moved yeah. um she rapped on the entire song she didn't sing um and rap has always sampled R&B tracks. Um, the male rappers do it. The female rappers do it. There's no difference. And they we've never considered them pop songs because they sampled 
um, R&B. One of the top rap songs I can think of is Juicy by Biggie. And that sampled a non-rap song beat for the entire song. But we don't consider it a pop song. It's definitely rap. It's definitely hip-hop. So I do feel it was something weird, really weird and shady about them moving her to pop where she had less of a chance of winning um, against what people would consider more pop um, songs from rap. I, I don't get that. But I also want to say I find it odd when people of such different ages are having like casual conversation as if they are peers. Um, meaning peers in the same age group. Like, I, I don't even see myself just talking to somebody Lotto's age in my DMs um, about stuff like, like that. Like, I would probably talk to her mother before I talk to her. So I just think that, that to me, is kind of odd. And then you get mad because a young person acting young. Mm. She young. She's very, she may be famous, but she's very young and she's probably not as secure as you um, in feeling that she can stand up to the Grammys. It's okay. And she's just getting her foot in the door um, in, in this industry like that, which you, you're way more established. So maybe you feel a little more secure in asserting yourself in those arenas. I don't know them, so I don't know, but just from the outside looking in, I would think like somebody young and fresh in the industry might be a little scared um to 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 go against the grammys um also something i think until y'all you pointed out this out earlier why are we taking private conversations to the internet why everything got to be shared in the world for what like it ain't nothing private anymore y'all had a conversation she agreed why does why does she have to then publicly say that if she chose to great wonderful for the support but if she didn't want to, leave it at that. If somebody chose not to do it. Um, I'm sure there have been times where she and anyone else, Nikki or anyone else, has chosen not to publicly stand behind something, but they gave somebody that support behind the scenes. That's their decision. So, but you are a friend. You know, I don't, I don't like that. You I don't like that? No, like you don't like in the sense of, and I talk about real life with me, but I could just be petty. I, I, I feel like sometimes I do eat petty for breakfast, lunch, and dinner you know, and, and dessert. But don't agree with me behind doors, but act crazy like you don't know what I'm talking about in public. Like that, right? Like don't. She didn't, though. She didn't act she crazy. Didn't. She, or nothing. Didn't she just didn't want to be involved. I get it, but that I get that part. But what, what do you mean you don't want to be involved? Like you, you agree with me. It's on the back burner, but when we talk about it in public, oh, I, you shouldn't have said what I said. Like, I didn't want people to know that I agree with you. But we didn't talk about it. You talked about it. Right. Lotto didn't bring it up. She brought yeah, it up. Yeah, you brought it up. And then you brought, wanted me to back you up without telling me that you were going to bring me in, I'm assuming. Like, we got I'm a brand. I got an image. We got to talk about this stuff. But I get it. I I get I get it. But I still, you know, I'm gonna stand on my ten toes. Like if we do talk about something, and you know, we because I don't know if they could agree on it. Like we don't know because we really wasn't in that private, you know, talk. So, but if they did agree on it, and I brought it up, and you like, well, nah, you should never really say what I said. Like you didn't have to say that I agree with you. Like, well, then why did you agree with me? Why? Like that. Go back to the why did you even talk to me? 
Like, but like I said, I do eat petty for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert. So I mean, we can't have private conversation. I get what you're saying. If if we if you agree with me behind the scenes, why is it a problem for you to agree with me out here? But yeah. everybody don't want to fight that battle. Just because Nikki chose to fight that battle and wanted to down that hill doesn't mean Lotto wanted to. She didn't, she might not wanted to take that on, and that's her choice. And yeah, I might say, choice. well, I agree with you, but I don't necessarily want to go out there and fight this battle. So good luck, but that don't mean that you got to bring me into it. You know, throw so this in there. Lotto, really quick, y'all. Y'all got to remember that Lotto's original rap name was Mulatto. She's already had to deal with the internet putting her a lot of controversy behind her personal yeah. So, like, I feel you, Auntie Coco. Like, yes, keep that same energy. Um, one of our other aunties, uh, Auntie Kayla said, definitely keep that same energy, public and private. At the same time, Lotto already has a problem with making good decisions. Um, so, so like I'm, I'm just now getting out of hot water, and you're trying to get me to jump back in. <laughs> and it's weird to ask somebody to do something against their self, correct? So, you want me to move out the category where I have a better chance to win, so you feel better? Yeah, why would I do that? I'm trying to, um, Nikki need to stop trying to do cartwheels in a white system. We've already had this conversation for the last like four or five years about the Grammys and the Oscars, and they fool a lot. Like, I understand, like, the Grammys is still the Grammys. Like, if you are a music artist, um, that's a big deal for you. At the same damn time, on the phone whipping work, you you need to remember what systems and, and people you're dealing with. And more importantly, Lotto didn't move you out the category. Them folks at the Grammy Academy at the recording. Damn. So if you want to box, go box with them with them homeboys up there. You ain't say nothing to them. You ain't say nothing to them. You ain't tag yeah. nobody. You didn't tweet them. You didn't put you didn't tag them on Instagram. You didn't say go live with me to none of them. You want to bring Lotto, somebody who ain't got no real control. And again, that prefrontal lobe. I don't even think she's 25 yet. Her brain ain't fully developed. You want to fight with an undeveloped child. Go fight with them grown folks that took you out that category. True. Very, very true. Just I get it. I get it, but you know, I don't have private talks like which I, yeah, I, I don't like what, what you said. Oh, okay. But that's me though. Like I said, you know me. Y'all know me. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> Petty in my milk and cereal. Okay. Petty with the all-star. I listen. Yeah, I, I don't play. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that is her last name. So uh, yeah, that is her. You're right. <laughs> What's her last name? Petty. Petty. That's Nikki Minaj's last name. What is her husband's name? You know what, Nick? You I, I ain't even think about that. So she really yeah. take that shit to the heart. You got it honest. <laughs> he got it honest too. But all right. Well, well moving that. forward, somebody else who got it honest. Kanye. Oh, help us, Lord. So we gotta we gotta hit it real quick, y'all. Back in the headlines for multiple things in these last few weeks all right um what's up first white lives matter they do um so kanye wore a white lives matter t-shirt during paris fashion week um he showed that week i think he walked in someone else's show but he and candace owens showed up wearing twinsies matching white lives matter shirts i think kanye's was black with white lettering hers was white with black lettering or it might have been vice versa um, so the self-proclaimed greatest artist that God ever created um, wore this. It had an image of John um, Pope John Paul II on the front of the shirt. That's what a lot of people didn't see, the front of the shirt. 
had um, the Pope on the front um, and the words, I don't know how to pronounce it in that language. So I'm just going to translate the English. We will follow your example under the photo of the Pope. And they had the White Lives Matter on the back. Um, Y'all know Candace Owens has been equally controversial. Um, we lost Auntie uh, Yaya. Hopefully she'll come back in. Oh, there she is. Uh, Candace Owens has been equally controversial. I find it interesting that they both, that they did this and they, they align on certain things and that they both are married to white people and have biracial children. Um, also, Kanye did a Drink Champs uh, interview with rapper Noriega, Nori. Um, Drink Champs just won an award, too, for their podcast, which is really, really, really cool. The interview was over three hours long, so I don't know if anybody watched the entire interview uh, before today. That's a really long thing to watch. But he made statements that offended everybody, basically. Um, <laughs> anybody who could have been offended, um, he made statements to offend them. Um, Nori went to a couple radio stations afterwards, cleaned it up, issuing an apology for um, his interview. He even stated that before the interview started, Kanye had told him, if y'all cut me off, I'm walking out. Um, they wanted to give him room to do it. Um, he didn't realize in the moment um, what was going on and exactly how bad it was. Um, and he also said he didn't listen back to it uh, before it went out because he never does. So he probably should have. And he's, if he did, he might have caught those things then. Um, yeah, so Kanye is out here kanye in. What do y'all think? Y'all jump in. Where are we at I don't Kanye? Think, I don't think Nori should apologize for what Kanye said. If Kanye mm -hmm. said it, Kanye said it. Y'all brought him on the show for a reason because Kanye is Kanye and he be kanye -ing. So what it is, it, it got out there and um, you had some backlash. But you you got to stand firm on it. Like I was thrown off by the conversation like you were thrown off, but I'm not going to apologize for that grown man's behavior. You shouldn't have to. Um, I wish Kanye and, and Candace Owens would understand the reason why people say white lives matter is because they don't want to say black lives matter. Everyone, if you ask them to say, okay, do white lives matter? Yes. Okay, now do black lives matter? But all lives matter. That's the whole point of that statement. Mm. That whole point of white lives matter and all lives matters to avoid saying black lives matter. Mm. And you keep feeding into their crap and they don't like you. They don't. Because the moment that you remind them that you are black, they will switch on you. Candace Owens, I dare you to wear your natural hair to work. I wear, I dare you to be your natural self in front of them and watch how quickly they pull you off of the screen. You guys got to stop. Don't play with them. I've, I've mentioned this to y'all. Because I'm racially ambiguous, I step back and I see what happens when y'all walk out of the room. You think you chummy with them. You think you're playing with them because they're, oh, you're my bro or you're my sis and all that kind of stuff. And the moment you're behind, walk out of that store, they talk about you the same way they talk about everybody else. And stop playing with them. They're not your friends. They're not your friends. And I wish they would see that and know that. Wow, wow, wow. Y'all jump in. The truth has become present and evident. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, where do I start? 
Candice is a grifter just because I don't know if anybody know her history, but she won a, um, a racial discrimination case, I think, in Connecticut against somebody in her high yes. school, and the NAACP helped her with it. And she found a she found an op, she found a, 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 a opening. Like, hmm, uh, you know, Larry Elder is old now. Um, all the other black conservatives that used to be cartwheeling on Fox News is old. Let me see what I can do. Got content on PragerU, which is uh, mm, don't go there. Just don't. Just don't. Um, it's it, Candace. That's that's a whole separate thing. And what's interesting, what also irritates me about Candace is like, I take everything Candace says is not exactly wrong, but she lies mm-hmm. a lot in order to make her points. Mm-hmm. Which makes her disingenuous, and so that's a big problem that I have with Candace. Mm-hmm. Now, people get mad with Candace and they be cussing her out and stuff, but some of the things she says about you know what should be black kitchen table talk I mean, it's not inaccurate, but that's a whole other podcast. Mm-hmm. Kanye, 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 this is what happens with people who are unmedicated to the platform. Um, to your point, and to y'all, yeah, like obviously, those of us who got sense and have, and especially with me working in corporate America as long as I have, I know that white people don't give a good. Guy. Which is why I, I do like listen, pay me and leave me alone. We don't need to be friends, we don't need to be sis, there don't need to be no solidarity, don't need to be no diversity inclusion, it's and uh, all of that good stuff. Run me my check, I'm going to negotiate with you. Give me the entire amount that HR gave you and the finance team told you that you could give me, and that's where our conversation ends, Kanye to the point that you were making, really does, I believe, in his heart, think that he can be impactful and effective by acting like. He's a part of the fold. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you are not a person that signs the first check. Let me say that again. You are not one of the people that signs the first check. You have deals with companies that sign the first check that goes to you so you can sign checks for the people that work for you. Right. You are a brand. You are not an enterprise. So don't let that billion dollars of, of net worth get you confused. That coin that you got is not coin that you made. Um, and that's a deeper conversation for another day. Um, but Kanye got to really get to a point like where he understand like doing all these antics and that weird marketing stuff, it's not helping you. It's not helping your biracial children, which you like to use as a pawn oftentimes mm-hmm. on the internet. Uh, talk about some of my black kids don't need to be doing this and the third. But you do that when you got with Kim. But whatever. We're not going to go there. And then about the actual shirt. having po- I didn't know Pope John Paul was on the front. And it was probably in Latin, wasn't it? Whatever the saying was. Kanye swear he the head of the Illuminati or something like that, or that he just got his 33rd degree in masonry. Like, I feel like he <laughs> put on one of them YouTube uh, diatribes and watched the Zetgeist um, and all the stuff about Illuminati, all the things that the Manosphere be watching, uh, to try to their points and say, yeah, I'm going to get them. I'm going to hit them. This is going to run. Like, no, Kanye, we don't want it. We're done with it. Have your kitchen table talk. With Ty Lib and most Def and all your other friends that support your bullshit and never call you out um, in real life. Have them conversations uh, at, that, at that farm in Wyoming that you own or somewhere in Hawaii on vacation. Go take a yacht vacation. Go take care of your kids and mind your business. You are not going to impact the black community the way you think that you're impacting the black community by continuing with the foolish rhetoric. It's not going to work. But can you fault him? You see how quickly they ran to his last like concert and album? He like totally dogged out black people, dogged out the community, was totally Trump. And then he came up with like a gospel album or something. And all of a sudden he back praising and the whole room filled with black people. It's like, and then wait, wait to leave Kanye alone. Kanye 
I mean, that creates another conversation about celebrity worship and idolatry. And I'm not going to say that I'm the biggest Kojic or Baptist or apostolic person in the world, but I know idolatry when I see it. These people pray to Kanye. Like, let's just let's just go ahead and say it. And it's not just Kanye. It's Nicki Minaj. It's Beyonce. It's Rihanna. It's a whole bunch of them. Folks literally have this weird, like, I want to, not just I want to be like you, I want to be you. But since I can't be you, I'm going to worship you. And so that's where a lot of the foolishness comes from. People are not thinking for themselves. Um, one of our other aunties just mentioned that one of the biggest issues is that they say harmful things under the guise of being free thinkers. So, and they're actually just pawns. Um, I just, that free thinker and free speech thing, I like people just be like, people be playing with that. And But also speaking of free speech, free speech does not mean freedom from consequences. Correct. Lenciaga. Balenciaga said, oh, no, no, honey, boo-boo, you can get off our payroll. Adidas said, mm, she's under review. Right. Sure did. And a couple other folks were just like, mm. sure did. I, I think that we will no longer be eating at this particular wing spot. We're going to go over to American Deli. Like, <laughs> you got to get your, get your shit straight, Kanye, because you're going to fuck around and find out. And also, somebody get him some lip balm. Did y'all see his lips? <laughs> 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 I honestly, uh, Kanye West and Herschel Walker, they is, go to the same school, they ride the same bus, and they live in the same world that we don't live like they're on another planet that we just don't live on. And that's all I got. Like, if I'm wrong with Kanye West, he needs some real love, like, that's what he needs in his life. Like, I just know, and it, you know, we keep going back to his mom and everything happening with his mom. Okay, go get you some help. Go get you some therapy. Because you can't keep using that as an excuse. Because you you went and ran to them white people and had kids by that white lady. And they ain't show you no real love. And you just real empty in the inside. And you don't know what's coming from. Go get you some help. Because we tired of hearing it. I'm damn sure tired of hearing it. I see Kanye West. I keep strolling. I don't want to hear that shit. Kanye needs um somebody in his life that's going to tell him about himself. Mm-hmm. When he and he picks people, and that's like the worst downfall you can have. Surround yourself with yes men. If you, it's your time is limited. The best of them have collapsed because of that. You got to have people that's going to set you straight. Mm-hmm. I, me and me and Coco were aligned on this one because like that's the interview or debate I want to see Herschel Walker and Kanye West. <laughs> Entertainment. That is so horrible for me to say that because that would be for my own pleasure and it would be very damaging, but it would be so funny. Um, you know, he, he's doing all this so he can run for president. He said it during the clip. He said, I would not be able to run for president if I weren't on your platform. When he was talking on uh, drunk, uh, what is it called? Drunk tank? What is it called? Drink champs. Yeah. He said that, but he slipped that in. I wouldn't be able to run for president if I didn't come to your platform. And and with that, and, and, and even with that, like, so he actually did an interview on I forget what it's called, but the um podcast that LeBron James has, they're like in the barbershop. Oh uh, yeah, and they decided not to put his episode up because they did not they did not air it, and it's with HBO, so it's you know HBO wasn't shop. having that. The shop, they, the shop. Thank you. They decided not to do it. So I also think it's funny that sometimes when Kanye he aligns himself with with non-black and and he wants to do that but when they get tired of him and won't work with him he always runs back to the culture which is drink champs because now i can get in here intimidate the room 
which is what he did by saying, if you cut me off, I'll leave. So now they're kind of on edge, which I wish that they would have said, well, leave then. I mean, you you leave. And like Nori in his apology um, was saying that he didn't want a baby, the breakfast club, but it would... um, baby thing where you know all tree of y'all I ain't gonna say it no more and walk out <laughs> on me. Um but I think you should let him do it. If that's what he wanted to do, let him do it. Don't let him come in there and control your room. Um I agree also I don't think he should apologize for what another person said. Um you know if you want to apologize for your own actions fine um but I you were doing an interview and that's what he said in an interview. Um, I think that people can interview different kinds of people and they can talk about different kinds of things, but that is what interviews are for. That doesn't mean that you have to agree or like everything that the person being interviewed says, um, but you can choose to support or not support that person after that interview. Um, If Gail King interviewed a known racist, I'm not going to be like, how dare she? You know, if they say racist shit, then okay, cool. I don't have to go follow that person and, and be a fan of them, but I'm not going to fault Gail King for doing an interview. Correct. So I do look at it like Nori was doing an interview, and that's the platform that he uses to do that. Um, other than that, like you said, people going to keep running back to Ye every time. Every time they run right back to him, they ain't stopped following that man yet. So he might just be president one day, unfortunately. And and uh, and also the precedent has been set that the bar is now really low when it comes to what you got to do to be president. Y'all got to remember, America is on the other side of the bell curve of being an empire. And again, that's another conversation, another podcast for another day. All I can say is, you know, be prepared, potentially be getting real estate in other countries. And I'm going to leave it at that. It's, it's right. a real thing. It's a real thing. I think that it's definitely tipping over to a third world country. Like we're watching ourselves implode. And if you're smart, you'll get out while you can. And that's a scary conversation to have, but it's a real one that needs to be had. Especially if you're a person of color. I do believe that Trump had a second term. That would have been, if we don't get up out of here. He's still trying to get a second term. Yeah. New York, come on, District of New York. We're gonna press forward, um, because we're gonna get to these other topics, um, of conversation. Um, I do want to say this this part it's not that you can't work with white people, it's not that you can't have um, a, a functioning thing with white people, but when your whole stick in their life is you dog out black people for them, they're not your friend. You have to understand that they're picking you strategically so that you can do the dirty work for them. And as soon as your job is done, you will be discarded. You will be useless to them. You have to know that. You have to know that. True. Or, or if you switch up from that narrative. You got it. Then they're done. Yeah, true. All right. We definitely want to talk about some topics um, pertaining to a lot of things on your platform that we find really interesting. First up, the topic of believing that everyone wants to and has a goal of getting married and having kids. People just assume everybody wants that. And they also talk about if, especially with women, if for some reason we don't have a desire 
a requirement for marriage and kids, something got to be wrong with us. We're not married and had kids by a certain age. We must be crazy or something like that. So, Auntie Yaya, we're going to start with you um, talking about this topic, your experience with this, and we'll go from there. Y'all jump in. Um, I'm surprised nobody's gotten you pregnant yet. You and I would have pretty kids. Well, won't you have my baby? I bet you we'd have a pretty daughter. Um, why hasn't anybody gotten you pregnant yet? Are you even able to have kids? What's wrong with you? Why haven't you been married? Like, what's going on? Do you all of these things, all of these assumptions versus I just haven't found anybody I want to spend the rest of my life with? I just I did not want to have kids unless he was rich and I didn't have to work because the idea of being a mom raising kids and getting up and going to work like everybody else, I wasn't doing it. I was not doing it. Why is it that I could not just make a decision that I didn't want to have children unless I was financially stable to do so? And I never married rich, so I never had children. Why is that so hard to believe? Mm -hmm. And it's weird. Um, the nurse guy, that um, I made the video about, he's finding that more and more women um, tw close to 25 years old are actually getting their tubes tied because they are so anti having kids. Oh, wow. He said there was three people that um, they came out of surgery last week under mm -hmm. 25 years old. One was 27, two 25 years, one was 27. They're getting their tubes tied. Like permanent or like reverse? Like permanent, like they're permanent, whatever the procedure is that's permanent. Yeah. A lot of Gen Zers also um, are making a decision like for the environment. They don't want to add to an already crazy population and increase like footprints and stuff like that. And some just know I don't want kids. And it's really hard for them because a lot of doctors try to talk them out of it, especially women. If you've mm -hmm. never had a child, they don't want to tie your tubes. Until you ask say, I don't want children. I don't want that. I know I don't. They won't do it. And you said they say, well, you, did you ask your husband? They'll say that. If up until recently, mm -hmm. you have to wait until you get married and you have to get your approval from your husband. Or yeah. you have to wait until you have one kid first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because exactly. a, a woman can't make that decision on her own. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. This is where you are. Well, um, understand how much effort and time and energy and labor it takes to produce children. Like, I have no, like, granted, if God said, you know what, I'm going to bring somebody out in your life and we're going to make this happen. Okay, fine. But when I think about the, just the process of having children, the process of being pregnant, that is a huge turnoff to me. I don't want all the gook and gunk that comes with that. I don't want all the hormonal changes that comes with that. I don't want my, uh, I don't want no rips and tears from my vaginal opening to my butt. I don't want none of that. I don't want postpartum. I don't want to lose teeth. I don't want to breastfeed. I don't do none of that stuff. Hand me the child at four years old, and then I will take them to preschool. I don't like what. And to, to Yaya's point, like I, I very much agree with the. If you can't pay for me to have like a like literally a staff, and I'm not being funny. And funny people will look at you crazy when you say something like that. But when you think about like even in West African culture, just African culture in general, like you do have a staff. You got a lot of aunties, you got a lot of women that are part of the village that help you with the raising and the rearing of the children. A lot of us American women, regardless of race, don't have that kind of help and kind of community and support Correct. to be the kid. I got enough energy to get me up and maybe have a cup of tea and sit in front of my computer and type for these people for this money that I make an hour. 
don't have it. And people are like, why haven't you had a kid? You have one. It's not fun. There's what 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 fun is it? There, I don't. Most women, when they talk about children, it's it's very rare that there are small that actually are happy that they had kids. Most of them cannot stand their kids. They can't stand their lives as being moms. They can't stand the, the fact that their husbands helped them. They just, I did it to say I did it. And then eventually the kid gets to be 24 years old. They'll be nice to him again. But most moms, like during that time, like I I, I don't hate my kid, but I, I could have waited. The famous thing. You do hear that quite often. I have more, I don't have any children for anybody watching who's wondering. Um, I don't have no kids. kids. And you said what? I have one child, me. You, you, the, you the baby. Yeah. Um. I so what was I? Oh, oh, this is what I was about to say. I don't have no kids. So women with kids always encourage me not to have kids. Mm-hmm. Like they don't. Ne- I never come across like women like within the, within the ten year range. It'll be great. They all don't have no kids. Don't do it. Don't have kids. It's so um, interesting that they encourage me not to. Other uh, groups that that are always trying to encourage me to have kids, or like you said, men who are always trying to put a baby in you, even though they don't have no business doing that. And then I always want to say, well, you got pregnant. No, got me pregnant. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Because according to a lot of people, women out here getting pregnant on their own. They get pregnant. <laughs> They're not impregnated. <laughs> they just open up their legs and sperm falls into them like it's falling. That according to them. Exactly. So what do y'all think about that knowledge that pregnancy is a woman's responsibility and that it, ha- it happens on their, to them, by them, on their own and that somehow men don't have any responsibility in it. Because pregnancy is FUBU, right? It's for us, by us? Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 No, no, no. We all have... I don't understand how people get jobs because it's like, did you not go to like biology at all? Did you not learn about meiosis and mitosis and meiosis one and two and about how the egg splits and all that good stuff and how like zygotes and not like how 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 are you serving me food how are you sewing my clothes how are you becoming a policeman a woman how are you turning uh, uh, all of the above yeah a lot of people and 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 somehow you manage to not know that this has to happen and something comes out of this and goes into this and then you gotta swim and then connect with some other things like what we're not a species that has female-centered uh, procreation. We don't split off like a nematode and make another human being. Like literally, like Auntie Nick said, we have to be impregnated. We literally right. couldn't do this without the assistance of men. Right. And that seems to be the only part that y'all assist with on a, on a collectively, but that's a whole other conversation. Mm. Um, and because because fatherlessness is an issue not only in the black community, white the white the white kids getting left nowadays too. Hey, um, Satista and the CDC and the Pew Research Center can help you with the facts behind that because I'm not doing the research for you. Go read. Um, right. fundamental. But like, yeah, um, that is really, really strange to me. I hear so much rhetoric, especially on the internet, 
well, she shouldn't have kept the baby if she didn't want it. Maybe if you protected your legacy and cared about your lineage and cared about where you put your penis and learned how to like keep your milk to yourself. Because you don't give a fuck I about your it, I call it baby better. Keep your baby better to yourself. <laughs> if you don't want no pancakes, okay? If you don't want no waffles, keep your batter over there. Over there. It's just, it's strange to me. And like, even in 2022, dudes be like, well, I can pull out. No, 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 my love. That's not how that works. Even pre-cum can get somebody pregnant. Like, I, like right. it, it makes me feel like we're dealing with straight up teenagers. Like, matter of fact, infants. Because it's like people act like they don't understand what's going on. Here's the, the issue that I have. I think a lot of these men act like that because a lot of women don't hold them accountable say that there are several i made a video a little while ago how i truly believe men are um, the reason for so many unwanted pregnancies you know the hold the lock uh control your sperm like you control the passcode on your phone you wouldn't have these problems and you would be amazed at how many women were like you should not be taking him um filing child support on him I don't need his help to raise these kids. Like I got it financially. All he has to do is come and get the kids when he wants to. And it was just like, why are you taking on the whole responsibility of this child that he created with you? That doesn't make you cooler than most. It doesn't make you a martyr that's going to go to heaven. It makes you silly. That's his child too. He can he put it out of here. Why would you not make him responsible? And there's so many women that that I don't know why. But because they have this pattern of doing that, a lot of men will just get up and leave and have no consequences. Male identify women, but that's another conversation. I agree with Auntie um, Katie. Like, both should be held accountable. I don't know. For me, I do feel like women and men both, like, y'all, all y'all dumb. Like, all y'all are clowns to me because... Some women will have a, a baby by a man who already has like five kids running around town. Don't take care of them. And you think that you and your child is going to be the exception? Like, are you slow? Like, and I feel like a lot of the weight come on the men, which it should. But like, let's take it back to the women too. Like, you think you're the exception for real? Like, you really think that he going to take care of yours? He don't take care of the five already. I got, I got some family members who got kids all over the world. And I be looking at their new girlfriends like, baby, are you new here? Like, you see all them kids in the yard? Them his kids. And you finna have a baby by him too? Mm, okay, then, sis. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't get it. Like, people really take having children as a joke. So you have to bring your child to see me. Like that, like when your child is coming to see me, that's if something is wrong with that. And then you we get you what you gotta tell them what that means. Yeah. Oh, they in trouble with the law. They're going to jail. You get what I'm saying? Like they getting locked up. They coming to see me. So it's like, and then you realize, like, baby, you should have had no baby from the beginning. Like they Correct. don't want to take care of their children. Men and women don't want to take care of their children. They want somebody else to do it for them. Close y'all legs. Man, pull your pants up. And women, close y'all legs. Like, and people hate for people with no children to tell them about their children. But some of y'all really shouldn't have. Like, 
a lot of y'all and a lot of like auntie Yaya say a lot of y'all don't like your children you don't like them because you really don't want them but you can't you don't know what to do with them so you let them roam the streets you let them do whatever they want to do and now it's a problem and everybody else the people the non-people the people with no kids got to fix it for you right like no get yourself together like y'all like take a break from sex all y'all all y'all getting on my nerves i'm tired of hearing it <laughs> like i'm tired of hearing it you know this brings up a point that auntie yaya talked about in pre-production uh talking about being the primary parent can you hit on that for a second I, um, one of the big reasons why I did not want to have kids is because I knew going into it, regardless, I was going to have to raise those kids primarily by myself because most of the women in my life, if not all of them raised the kids by themselves, but they were married and they had to go to work. And, um, I wasn't signing up for that crap. It looked like it was so whack, so boring, so repetitive, and it just, I'm not doing it. And I don't care. The likelihood of you finding a man that's going to help you raise those kids is slim to none, especially if you're not married to him. The majority of raising that child will be on your back. It's on your body. It's on your soul. It's, it's you breastfeeding. It is you, you know, all of those things. And men can just get up and walk away so easily. Unless you are prepared to raise that child by yourself, do not have that child. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer of that. And there was no way in my life I was ready to raise a child by myself. So I was like, nah, I'm gonna wait at least at least wait till somebody's rich. At least I don't have to work. Period. I was watching um an episode of I want to say it was divorce court, and there was a guy who got this woman pregnant, gave her three kids, and he broke up with her. And he said, I just didn't want to be a dad anymore. I just wanted to go out and have fun. But he had the option to do it. Women do not. Women, if a woman said, I don't want to be a mom anymore and just left her kids, they would take her and put her in jail. I didn't want to be a dad anymore? He just said, I don't want to do it anymore. I want to go have fun. I want to travel. And because he's a guy, he had the option of doing that. Happens every day. It happens every single day. Yeah, and like I said, if a woman does it, they want to throw her under the jail. You are, how dare you? That's disgusting. You're a mother, but men don't usually have that same pressure um, on them. People are way more forgiving of bad fathers than they are of bad mothers. Yep. And, and then like going back to something you said earlier about the child support thing and women doing the whole, oh, I can do it on my own and not even attempting to get the help. I think it's because they get gaslit. Women are ashamed for doing those things, for putting that on men. They put the man on How dare you? You putting him in the system. You're doing all this. He, he had his baby and chose not to take care of it or had it, period. Um, I just think in general, and, and we've talked about this um, before here, I'm very big on protecting your lineage. Um, I don't think that you should just be out here spreading it far and wide like that. If you value yourself, and this goes for men especially, because they always talk about women valuing themselves and yeah. you know closing their legs and, and, and being more picky and selective with men. But men, if you truly value yourself and your seed, you will be very, very careful and very selective and intentional on who you share yourself with. 
Um, and for those, and men, men seem to have very high self-esteem. And what I mean by that, they, they, they so selective, you know, they, they big on, it'll, it'll be a dude that looked like a tree monster, but he going to describe Halle Berry every time of, of when he's talking about the woman that he think he deserved and won't and don't have two nickels to rub, rub together, but that's, that's what he deserves. So that's also funny to me about men. But when, when you're that guy and you're selecting these women, be very careful and intentional on who you impregnate because that then becomes a part of your lineage. And then you have other women who you really desire to want to be with. When we, because when we, <laughs> I'm that girl, um, when we see that, we're turned off. I have no desire to be with a man who has kids. But that's a new mindset, though. Yeah, it, Most it is. Men are not held accountable at all. That's why they have no problem getting the average woman pregnant because somebody will marry them and help take care of that kid from the previous marriage. No, I'm not doing that. I, and, and, and it's not on the like being mean stuff, but even like when you die, I got to split everything you worth with this other family. Do you and we should just be a straight line for our children. And our that's that's what we're doing all this for, not for this house, that house, that house, and that house, because you got kids in all these different households. Mm -mm. What was it you said? They saying that I they they are garnishing. If you're married to a man who has back child support payments, they will garnish your check as well. Let me tell you something. Not on this guy's green earth. Leave me alone. Stay out of my DMs. We're not doing that, honey. It is and real. So many women fall for it. That's like a, a, a 2.0 homosexual to me. Yeah. But a lot of women will take them in. And that's why you said, when you guys were saying earlier that, you know, women need to be held accountable. Men need to start being held accountable because they're really not. Like, yeah, you put them on child support, but if he doesn't pay, then you just, what, he just can't drive? Like, I don't get it. A accountability can become in so many different ways, too. Because accountability is also people stop making it so easy for them to do it. The exactly. fact that you know your homeboy not taking care of his kids, but you don't say nothing to him, y'all still cool. You watch him actively neglect his children and mistreat these other people, and, and nobody around him says anything or he has no consequences from that. But they'll say something to her. Broco is a demon. Ooh, Broco is a demon. Mm. I think that says a lot about you because if I if I have a friend, male or female, and I know that they are doing that with their children, I can't hang out with you. Period. Because every second that I'm with you is a second you should be with them children. It's an and, and handling your business and taking care of them the way you should be. So I can't be a part of that because that's the morals that I have. So I feel like for me, if you really have those morals, if you're going to sit here and say you stand on the morals of God, family, and all of that stuff, you got to stand on it full circle. You know what I mean? I can't yeah. say that I think it's wrong to be out here murdering people, but all my homeboys and homegirls is murderers. And I'm right. like, but I'm not doing it. But everybody you associate with stands is doing the stuff that you say you stand against. Mm -hmm. So if you surround yourself by men who are not taking care of their children the way they should, and that are out here all willy-nilly, then I'm looking at you. Listen. When they say, show me who your friends are, and I'll show you who you are. Right. 
just the kids thing or the marriage thing or the relationship thing. Uh, at this point in my life, if I see that you're not taking care of your own life to my liking, mm-hmm. like what? Back of your ear stink, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> what? No. Like it's holes in your shoes and you're not actually homeless. No, go away. I don't. And I've actually gotten like uh, a little bit of pushback sometimes on other platforms. I'm just like, yeah, if you don't have an investment portfolio, we don't have that much to talk about. Cause that uh, the only things I'm asking for are things that I do. Right. 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 I don't ask you for anything more than what I've got. And I understand that that makes the dating pool smaller for me, but that's just fine. Quality over quantity. I had an energy foolishness, and I'm too old to grow with somebody. <laughs> so no, yeah, we need to stop fantasizing struggle love. Cause what is that? Because right. I'm not struggling with nobody. I don't struggle by myself, so I'm not gonna struggle with a partner. Right. And I stand ten toes on that. Like a lot of people be like, so you don't date potential? Hell no, I don't date potential. What did we learn in physics? Potential energy versus kinetic energy. What do you? I don't date that. I don't. I don't do that. Like you have to have yourself together. I have myself together. I'm not looking for you to take care of me because I can really take care of myself. But no, I'm not. No, you live with your mom. I'm not fucking with you. I'm gonna be like you're 35 and you live with your mama. Oh no, sir. You you. Why are you trying to date? You need to be trying to get your life together. You say you ain't been to the dentist in how long? You never had a physical. Excuse me. Need a place to stay. You trying to find a place to stay? You gotta be in it to win it. Mm-hmm. We, by the way, we call those hobosexuals. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. They they date. You know, to live with somebody. Um. Potential is ridiculous. Like, would you buy a car off of potential? You need reliable transportation. You are gonna be like, well, it looked like it could eventually one day maybe be a good car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it don't run right now, but if I, you know, maybe one day it'll run. So I'm gonna take it. No, you need transportation now. You need more than potential. My thing is, if you like that guy the way he is now, sign up for it. You're grown. You know he don't have anything. You know he's living in his mama's house. You just like him because he gives you good kisses. That's fine. You could marry him. You you got your stuff together. You're grown. But when you bring this guy in, especially to go back into the conversation. You have this baby with him, and you think he's going to grow up and help you with it. Right. Because that is one of the things I see a lot. Women having babies thinking it's going to cause him to grow up and mature and help out. He has never been that person. I don't know why the hell you thought having a baby with him was going to make him that person. It is the weirdest thing. It is the weirdest thing to me. Never seen it work, not one time. Why are we so improperly social? I mean, I know why, but I just have to say the question out loud. Why out loud? Why are we so improperly socialized, and particularly in the black community as women, like that we gotta that we gotta that we gotta pick up extra bricks? Put it down, y'all. Put it down. You ain't gotta carry nobody over the threshold. You don't. You don't. You and, don't. I, and I say that as a person that's been there, done that. I carried a motherfucker over the threshold, and I found out very quickly that it doesn't work. Okay, <laughs> heavy ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I had two hobos in my life. One I was young and nineteen and dumb, and then the other one I think he wanted the green card. But you know what? I'll give this with the green card conversation. If you can flip that situation, flip down, flip it, and reverse it, that might work out in your favor in certain yeah. ways. It okay. might. That has a higher potential working out than just you know one of your countrymen that's just dusty. Because there's a common goal. There's a goal. You got. Mm-mm. Yeah, it could be equally beneficial. It sure can. 
potentially, you know. Well, I'm very thankful I never experienced that hobo sexual. And I'm 31. I never expect. I don't. Play, I don't play them games. Like that's like you. I don't know. Maybe my aura give off. Don't even fucking try it. Like because you already know it's not gonna work. So your generation is different. Me. Your generation. How old are you guys? I'm 45. How old are you guys? 34. 31 36. and 36. 36. You're the generations that I know that are under like 35. They have a mindset. I don't need to have a man. And the, because you have that mindset is why you would never fall for it. My generation started to fade it out. But pretty much, if you don't have a man, you're nobody. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong with you. You don't want to be the single woman in the room. That's like a big no-no. So a lot of women would take men in just to have somebody. Mm-hmm. And now that that's slipping away, you know, in your head at 31, you're like, what? That's crazy talk. But it was just a normal thing for my generation and, and above. You had to have a man. I think for me, it just really goes to my mom. Like, I, she made it very clear to us that you don't have to stand for shit. Like, you right. don't have to live and be with somebody you don't want to be with. Like, you need to have peace, however that looks. So if that's you being by yourself, that's you being by yourself. You don't need a man to do nothing for you. Like, you need to have peace. Like, if you got to come home every day and live with a man just to say you have a man, what are you doing? And and she lived that. Like, my mama, wasn't, she didn't play them games. Like, and women in my family don't play them games. They, they just don't. Like, you going to come with your shit together or you did not, you're not coming at all. So for me, I just feel like, and even, you know, some women in my family, they do take care of men. You know, they have homosexuals. I'm just looking at them like, you know, that's not going to be me. Or because it's like, I just know my worth. Like, I'm not dealing with that. I don't have to deal with that. I will be by myself. And, you know, I've had my relationship, they didn't work out, but, oh, they came with their shit together. Financially, they had their own everything. Right. So, yeah. I'm very lucky. I never had parents that that told me I had to get married or told me I had to have kids. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, I think I've been very blessed to have dodged a lot of bullets. And the mistakes that I did make, they were simple mistakes that did not have long term repercussions. Mm -hmm. Because I understood like, okay, I don't have to do this. Everyone else has to, but I don't I don't have to be with this dude just to have a dude. Bye. But it does come from your parents instilling it in you. Like, you don't got to put up a crap. You really don't. Take care of your own business. Yeah. In that vein, what are some of the things, whether it's tips, advice, whatever, that you would give to somebody on the dating scene right now, whether they're dating casually, trying to find a partner, get married, all of that, all that woo out, woo out to be. How, how, how are you feeling about the dating scene right now? Um... Don't get pregnant. That's my number one rule. Do not get pregnant. <laughs> you can do anything that a motherfucker puts you through as long as you don't get pregnant. Okay. And I I mean that. Having a having a child changes everything about your trajectory in life. It makes it so, so much slower. Mm-hmm. And the, the pain from a breakup just hurts more when you have a baby. Um, also don't beat yourself up when you get it wrong. 
don't you're not a bad person because you you fell in love with a guy who ended up not being who you thought he was. You don't have to talk to me like that. <laughs> you don't know how to date. No one teaches women how to date. And that's my biggest platform that why I do what I do. You don't understand like they they tell us get out here, get your career. They tell you once you get a husband, this is the kind of wife you're going to be, but no one teaches us how to date. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what to look out for. You don't know the signs of a married man. You don't know the signs of a man who's a homosexual. You don't I mean you don't know those things. So when you mess up, it's okay. As long as you didn't get pregnant, you can push through. And as you go, you pick up all these little subtle signs and the rules of the bad guy. And if you play your cards right and don't let these moments destroy you and you get out of them before they destroy you, by the time you find your husband or the man or a woman that you're going to be with for the rest of your life, you'll know it's not hard. Like I got a good one. I went through all the bad ones and I got a good one, but you got to make it through that phase. There's nothing wrong with making a mistake as long as you didn't have a baby. No, it's just me and my fur baby, my cat. So I'm very <laughs> And that, I think you just hit on something else that's really interesting because the teaching people how to date things. So I had a conversation mm-hmm. with a friend of ours and um, I, I was talking and I was saying, yeah, well, my mom and dad were teaching me how to date. And she's like, your parents taught you how to date? No one ever taught me how to date. And I'm like, yeah, like they taught me both of them, and my parents are still married, um, for reference for anybody, um, happily married. <laughs> um, they, can be, they can be married and hate each other, but they happily married. Um, and yeah, I remember when it was that time, them like sitting me down and like really teaching me. They, they talked to me collectively and separately um, about a lot of things and everything they said in my experience has rang true. Um, I'm so glad that I had that, that knowledge given to me prior to starting to date um and it really does prepare you so i agree with that like what you're saying like we got to do better with that and 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 preparing especially young people and uh retroactively training some older people Mm -hmm. on how to date if you're going to do it you know how to do it what to look out for um how to react and respond and 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 knowing how to navigate that world because it is a world that needs navigation um, whether you're you're liking or disliking what you're coming in contact with. So that, that is interesting that a lot of people don't have that training. They don't. So did y'all did y'all get that? Did anybody get taught how to date? Mildly. Uh, my grandfather at a, a, a in my younger days was like very much about he taught me how to be treated properly by a man. That was what okay. I got taught, but not necessarily dating per se, like the courtship process. I didn't necessarily get that. But he told me what to look for as far as how a man, like the, the basics, what he pays for, where he takes you, how he talks to you, um, whether he brings you around his family or not. Um, does he only try to contact you at night? Like those kinds of things. Um, so those things, but the dating, not as much because my, my father is one of those absentee fathers. Um, even though he was 45 minutes away the whole time. Um, if you see this, you know you weren't. Don't tell me. Um, <laughs> But uh, as far as the like literal courtship, like how to flirt, uh, when too much is too much. Um, you know, I learned how like what to wear and all that good stuff. My grandmother, she was very much a fashionista and stuff like that. And she talked to me about a few things here and there. But like the catching the signs of, you know, whether somebody's on your level or not. Like I always, my issue in dating has always been like, 
I'm a little too open-minded sometimes. So like I'll give people too many opportunities to show me that they're stupid. <laughs> um, and that, that didn't work my favor in the past. So I'm working on that particular behavior. Um, or like uh, you all both mentioned the whole like figure, like knowing whether somebody's married or not, like stuff like that. Like yeah. I was kind of I was naive to like yeah. Uh, and now I pay attention to now that I'm now that I'm happily divorced. There's certain stuff I pay attention to everything. Like somebody tried to talk to me at a taco stand the other day, and I noticed they had their wedding ring on their right hand. I was like, ooh, I you. check it. And then when you're out, check their key ring. Guys like to take their wedding ring off and put it on their key ring. <laughs> There's tricks everywhere. Every little trick there is. I've seen it. Or letting mm -hmm. people just talk. That's the biggest one. That's mm -hmm. actually what uh, Nicole taught me. Let men talk. Mm -hmm. don't, 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 don't get all hype and excited in the conversation. Just let men talk. They'll tell you all they've been. They, they talk to that. They talk more than women. Like they be talking. Yeah, so they, yeah. they be talking. Eventually, eventually they will. Um, yeah. And and but all of those are skills that we have to teach people. You know, even the art of the conversation, um, and how how to dialogue back and forth and talk about different things. How to follow up. How to pay attention to those little details like the key ring and thing. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that that you may not look at with every single person you interact with. But if you're dating. Or interested in someone that you should pay attention to those things. Is it the signs are usually all right there, flashing neon lights. You just have to open your third eye, I guess, as they say, and, and see it. You know, you know but, looking at it first, you don't know. Yeah, like, why is this ring on his finger? After the why is there why is there a ring on there? Oh, that's a cool keychain. Other oh, that's his wedding ring. I mm -hmm. ask too many questions, so they be like, no, you're too nosy. Like they gonna be like, no. <laughs> Which sometimes will be enough to eliminate someone right. just from that. Like, oh, she, she, she too inquisitive. She too damn smart. She, she, <laughs> she catch on too quick. Gotta let her ass go. Yeah. So, yeah. All kinds of another, stuff. Another piece of advice I would give to young ladies, not every man you meet is your forever man. Mm-hmm. That, oh. Not Come every on, man you meet is your forever man. Sometimes <laughs> that joker is just a spend-the-night man. Sometimes that joker... That's it. Sometimes he's just the guy to go get drunk with and have fun with and flirt with or, you know, or um, you've outgrown him. You don't have to stay with him. Mm. Not every man is your forever man. Just enjoy it for what it is sometimes. And once this starts being painful, let it go. You don't have to hold on to somebody. And most it's importantly, don't get, get pregnant. pregnant. Do not be pregnant. And also know one out of a situation before you even before you even get deep in. That's one thing that I keep at the forefront of my mind. What is it that I desire? And if I don't see or experience what it is that I actually desire in my interactions, leave it alone. There's no reason to be there. It's so funny that you said that because I had this conversation today in my head. Um, the guy that I'm seeing now, I said I wanted a happy, fun exciting relationship that's what i want and that's all we do we have fun we enjoy each other's company and i said for myself if i can't be with somebody i can't just have fun with i can't be with you mm -hmm. and and as a result i'm having a good time but like you said you have to put it out there this is what you want you got to stay true to it 
Yeah, and don't do that whole, well, I guess, and maybe, no, like literally have a hard stop, a hard no for certain things. That And, and to me, that just, that makes the vetting process and dating in general that much yeah. easier. Like, if you are not, if you are not, I'm not, I don't want to say checking off the boxes, but I guess that's the best way to say it. If you're not checking off certain boxes, then what are we doing here? Because I'm eventually going to get irritated with you. You're going right. to get irritated with me because I'm asking you for things that you can't provide or that you're unwilling to or incapable of providing. So like, what's the, yeah. what's the point? And be okay with walking away. I think that's something that women are improperly socialized with, the inability to walk away from something like, well, I need to, I need to pat the cake this way and make the dough this way and I need to lay it across the line. No, like, Learning how to cut the cord, like it's almost like we'd be having the baby before the baby. It's just like I feel attached. Stop attaching yourself. Attach yourself to your desires and your standards. Don't attach yourself to people. If you attach yourself to your desires and your standards, the people that's the that's the easy part. You can you can block somebody, or you ain't got to block them. You can just be like it was nice knowing you. I appreciate your presence. It just be it didn't work out. We're cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's a lot easier to walk away when you didn't get. Get pregnant. pregnant. That's it. That's it. I'll I don't take nothing else away from today. Take that. Yep. Take, don't get pregnant. Ugh. Changes yep. the whole landscape of your life, honey. And stop thinking you need closure because you don't need closure. Like <laughs> Nick no, taught no, me no. that. Like Nick taught me that. And I'm so happy she taught me that. She was like, that you don't need why do you need that? Like what what that's what's gonna change if you get closure that? Is that it ended. Like, like, exactly. The closure is that you walk the goddamn way. Okay. <laughs> like you don't need you don't need a a closure conversation. You don't need that. You right. That. That's something we made up. Closure. Yeah. She was like, you don't need. Because if, if you never get it, then what? Exactly. You go hold on. Yeah. <laughs> you don't um, need that like big moment of closure to feel better. It's over. Exactly. My last relationship, I ended it, and it was a non-closure relationship. And but the amount of times I wanted to pick up my phone, the amount of times I wanted to text, the amount of times I wanted to say this and that and that and that. And then I there was a moment I picked up on my phone and I was like, that's why we broke up in the first place. So what is there to talk about? I like literally had to stop myself. Yeah. What there's nothing else to discuss. This is why you're not together. Because this is what he does. So put the damn phone down and go outside, go somewhere, do something. And once I got that, like you don't need closure, huh? It's time to move on. Time to move on. It's just gonna keep pulling you back. You're never gonna be able to let go. So you just gotta accept it. It is what it is. Move forward. I'm not saying you're gonna feel better today or tomorrow. Right. You still have to go through that, you know, grieve your relationship, whatever you need to do, but stop looking for that grand gesture or that final conversation. To where everything y'all gonna cry, hug, say you'll always be friends, or, or, or you finally get that apology you've been wanting, or that you feel that you deserve. Let it go because you're and not because now y'all done fucked, and now you back in love again. <laughs> and you might have got pregnant. Oh my, oh my gosh, y'all, we could continue this conversation forever, but I see we are running up on time, so we're going to go ahead and get to the bottom of the show. We'll have to run this back and finish talking in this line of conversation. Um, Kirby, let everybody know what the book of the month is for season six. Speaking of not getting pregnant, <laughs> this month, ah. okay, is The Color Purple by none other than Alice Walker. Y'all know the story. Y'all have seen Mr. and all his How did I? 
I'm sorry. On top of me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we want you all to get a copy of that book. If you don't already have that classic in your library, read along with us. Anybody who's had a chance to read the book understands that the movie is good, but the book is phenomenal. Much We're better. Have a different transformative experience. If you read about Celie's experience in the book, you also will learn some things that the movie left out that are actually key to Celie's transformation um, near the end. Uh, so make sure that you get our book of the month for October and we'll continue reading it. We, we know there's only a couple weeks left in October, but you know, take some time to get you a copy at least so that you can read it, peruse it if you would like. But again, the book of the month for October is The Color Purple by Alice Walker. All right. Well, it's that time, y'all. Sometimes you go get your food, right? You get in line, you get your food, you want to take it home, you open it up, you're ready to eat, and you see your fries ain't even hot. You got to do a return. We like to call them let goes. Something we want to let go of. Uh, Kirby. Okay. Take us off for, for, for season uh, six, episode one. What's your let go? Because we all got one, and y'all jump in with your let goes after Kirby. Well, again, so y'all y'all told us do whatever you want, but don't get pregnant. Well, what I'm letting go of is women letting dusty men win. Y'all gotta yeah. get out. Y'all gotta get out the fold. I've been saying this for some time. You know, we've gone through the last like five to six years of a lot of different like diversity, equity, cultural changes, civic engagement, Me Too, all women. Uh, you know, Black Lives Matter, whatever. And I have been a huge advocate for. I'm not everybody's everything. And I'm not going to advocate for everybody. I'm not for all women because all women are not for all women. Um, so I'm definitely needing all the ladies uh, that let dusty men win to come to the front. Those of you who do let niggas that ain't got no shit get you pregnant. Those of you who are uh, male identified and out here making it harder for those of us who actually do have standards um, and, you know, things, you know, expectations, you know, those little those little annoyances in life. I need all of y'all to come to the front of the congregation and listen very closely. There is a door to the left and it has a four letter word at the top it says exit i want you to exit stage left leave us leave us all leave the stage we don't want to hear your song we don't want to see you dance we don't want to hold hands we don't want to clap and we don't want to hear your tambourine playing all the women that allow dusty men to win and when we say dusty i mean dust everywhere nothing no no amount of pledge no amount of scrubbing no amount of wiping down no amount of windex can help them those of you women that allow dusty men to win, you're making it hard on the men as far as them holding themselves accountable and making it harder on women who are trying to live a normal, gentle, soft life. We would like for you to exit stage left, take the men that are dusty with you, okay? Put them in your suitcase, okay, thanks. And allow us all to move on in peace, okay? All right. Let go of dusty men. And the women that created them and helped sustain them. Yes, yes. Yeah, the women that created them to and the men and the men that created them. Because yeah. God be loving to say I didn't raise my kid and my son to be this way. Yes, you did. And did. And the one. Yes, you did, Miss yes, Sandra did. and Mr. Tyrone. Y'all did raise him to be just like that. You did. <laughs> you sure did. All right. What other let goes we got? Uh, so, I want to let go. And this is hard for me. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I do this every Saturday, I mean Friday. I need to let go of the people who was on love after lockup, love <laughs> during lockup, and life after lockup. Are you, you can't let go. You can't. It's I, your now, I like the show, but I need y'all to, like, 
I'm gonna have to put y'all on the same bus with Kanye West and Herschel Walker. Mm. Y'all are losing y'all damn mind. You're spending over eighty thousand dollars a year for somebody in prison that you've never met. Did you say a salary? Yes. On phone calls and noodles and yeah. you know, yeah. like I'm gonna need for y'all. I'm gonna have to let y'all go. But then I won't have nothing to watch on Friday. So I, I don't know. I'm battling with this, but I want more for you. I want more for you. So I'm going to have to let you go. Can I go? Can I, can I get the salary that y'all giving these broke locked up? <laughs> Some spend 80 G's on me every year. Oh, and I'm oh thank you. Our account can handle it. We can do this. As long as you don't need me to get pregnant. Right. Because we're not doing that. Period. I'm good. I mean, I'm like to have fun, date, enjoy. 80 G's, let's go. We got an eighty thousand dollar uh budget for dating this year. Let's go. Just say it. God. All right, Auntie Yaya, what we letting go of? Um, I like the whole letting go of closure. You don't need closure. Like she said that, I think that was a really, really good one. In um, you don't need closure. You don't need an explanation. You don't need understanding because, like you lady said, the auntie said, it keeps the door open and you keep revisiting it. And it makes it just a longer, drawn-out process um, than it needs to be. You guys didn't make it. That's it. That's all you need to know. And if you needed an answer, if they were going to give you an answer, they would have given it to you before you broke up. Mm-hmm. So not needing closure. That was a really, really good one, Auntie Coco. I like that one. The, not, the need not to have closure. We letting it go. We letting go of needing closure. Yes. Um, we are letting go of dusty men and the people who created them. We letting go of the craziness on love after lockup, during lockup, and life after lockup. And I'm gonna let go of people who don't tell the whole truth. Mm. Um, y'all, you know, in court, when you get sworn in, they tell you to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And see, people sometimes like to tell part of the truth, but they don't like to tell the whole truth. We like we uh, often say lying by omission, right? It is lying to not tell the whole truth. Why is this lying? Because you mislead people. You're leaving out key elements of the truth that may have been a deciding factor for that person or people receiving that information to think otherwise. But because you want to guide them in the direction you want them in, you conveniently leave out this information. And that is just not cool. Give people all the facts. Give them the whole truth. Even the part that don't make you look the best or put you in the best light. Because if we're going to talk about it, let's talk about it. Just tell the whole truth. You owe that to people. And if people are not giving you the whole truth, take note. Take note. Because if if they did it once, they'll probably do it again. So... Yeah, I'm letting go of that. People who not telling the whole truth, you guys to go. They lock you up in court if you don't tell the whole truth. You done perjured yourself. So why are we allowing this in, in our everyday life? Mm, good point. You perjure yourself on the stand, you can perjure yourself with me. Okay. All right. To go. Let's get it. All right. So y'all know we like to go to all kind of functions. We have food. Well, we order our food and we sometimes we have leftovers. What we're gonna do, we're gonna wrap it up in that good old aluminum foil or a styrofoam box, put it in the refrigerator, eat off it for the next day or two. We like to call that a to-go box. Why? Because it's something we want to leave you with that you can keep revisiting throughout 
the week. Um, where do we want to go? Kirby, we'll come back to you again. Um, to go back. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I'm wearing yes. my shirt, my holy parts. Okay. Nice. And just leaving everybody with a word around, you know, uh, if you have someone in your family that survived or is currently battling, uh, having that good old fight with breast cancer, give them an encouraging word. Um, I'm not going to tell you where to donate or where to put your time, but encourage someone that may have been affected or impacted by breast cancer um, or any form of cancer for that matter. But because this uh, October is actually Breast Cancer Awareness Month, reach out to those people, tell them you love them, tell them that you're there to support them. If you can actually support, because I'm not telling you to, you know, give labor where you don't have the space to give it. Um, but give an encouraging word, tell the people that you love them, uh, let them know that there are resources out there that can help them, um, whether it's the Cancer Center down in Noonan or anywhere, um, or just some love, just some good energy, some positive words of encouragement. So that is what my to-go box is for this week. Encourage someone who may be battling breast cancer or has been impacted by the battle of breast cancer. Absolutely. And thank you for wearing that shirt because we were October in pink. We wear pink in, in October. <laughs> I really want we it sometimes when I switch things. <laughs> we knew what you meant. You better. A little Yoda. October <laughs> pink. We were in, you know. Um, <laughs> I just got to make it complicated. So my let go, um, I mean, my to go box, excuse me, um, is. I, I would like for us to all remember that our apologies don't dictate other the other person's behavior right. that we're apologizing to. So That's me saying I'm sorry to you does not mean that you have to accept that apology. Right. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to appreciate that apology. It doesn't mean that you have to allow me to be back in your life or space the way I was prior to offending you. Um Y'all ever y'all ever have somebody apologize to y'all and then you don't react the way they wanted you to and they like, man, see, that's why I ain't even care and I ain't even want to tell you. Like, see, that's it right there. That's why I wasn't so quick to say yeah. it's okay because look at how you're acting. You didn't mean it because if you really yeah. meant what you said, you would be able to accept my hesitancy or my need to process and, and maybe come back. But you blowing up you ain't changed. You ain't sorry. Not one bit. You're well, just trying to you know what I'm saying? And, and it's just like, what a sorry going to do for me. Colored girls, lady in blue. If y'all ever seen it, it's, it's no more apologies. It's one of the monologues in there. Um, so, yeah, I think that we just have to understand what an apology is, what it's for, how it should be intentioned, well-intentioned, and you really should mean it before you give it. Um, and be will and understand that when you do give it, you may not get the response that you want and you just got to respect it and live with it. Um, and for those who are receiving apologies, understand that you don't, you're not obligated, um, to, to react in a way that makes the other person comfortable mm -hmm. or, um, uh, uh, satisfied and you shouldn't put that pressure on yourself, um, and allow anybody else to put that pressure on you to do that. It is okay to accept an apology, it is equally okay to not accept an apology or to sleep on an apology. Okay. And that's for me and my household, we don't accept apologies. Like I do not. I'm serious. Like I'm really serious. Like I don't I don't accept them. Like I I, I don't like because once I'm not dealing with you anymore, there's nothing you can say that's going to make me deal with you. 
Like, I just, I don't. So you can keep it. You don't even got to apologize to me. Because I'm never talking to you anyway. Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. But I do eat, you know, petty for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> I mean. So I'm going to go to Publix after this and get me a box of that cereal. I would like to see that. <laughs> Coco said be careful with her. Um, Coco, I know you wanted to say something about breast cancer awareness as well. Um, just wanted to piggyback off of Auntie K, just give a shout out personally to my family members um, who have been impacted and also the ones that we lost. We miss you and we love you so, so much. Yeah, and I mean, most people have been touched by breast cancer at this point in some way from their family, friends, or themselves. So absolutely. And y'all can go to Coley Hearts. Thank you for that shout out. ColeyHearts.com, C-O-L-I-H-E-A-R-T-S dot com if you want to wear um in october we wear pink shirts there are about five or six different um designs there that you could choose from well we want to give the final to go box to auntie yaya thank you so much for being here with us and what what are you going to leave the people with for this week the master reset button is yours Mm. you can reset your life at any moment don't let your past dictate your future do not let the problems you made for yourself your mistakes hold you down as long as you don't have a baby there's nothing you can't shake off (laughs) you you don't like your circumstances you don't like your friends you don't like your financial you don't like your life you don't even like your headspace pause figure out where you want to go where you want to be hit that button and move forward from there. You don't have to have anything that anybody tells you have to have. It is what you want to do with your life and just do it. Master reset is a button that is yours. Push it at any time. As long as you have no kids. Girl, you can talk to me. I talked, I could be. It's a real thing. I'm hit like I got mentioned. I'm hit my master reset button. I sold everything two years ago. I have roommates now. Um, I don't have a wall full of shoes like I used to. And because of it, I work part-time and life is easy. And I get to do this. You get to do whatever you want with your life. You, you, stop telling, stop, stop letting people tell you what you're supposed to be. Mm. Go do it. I'm going to go in your suitcase real quick. Take me with you. <laughs> okay. Man, okay. Well, I love it. We got some good to-go box. Uh, we have been reminded of October is Breast Cancer Awareness um, Month. And we are not... <laughs> Coco says she only want no apology. Don't None. even bring it to her dough. Um, you know, but understanding that you don't have to accept apologies um, when they are given to you. And the master reset button is yours. I love that that the master reset button. It is yours. Push it when you're ready. Wow. When you're not ready, because listen, abort. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it, it, just push it just to push it. Push it when it's time. Take okay. your time. There All you right. go. All right. Well, Miss Yaya, can you tell everybody where they can um, connect with you, find you? Um, on your social media, if they don't already know, they probably know, but if they don't, <laughs> appreciate it. Yes, um, past perfect with Yaya. I am on TikTok, I have a live show every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I pick a topic of the day, and people chime in one at a time, and we just 
talk like we're sitting on the sofa. I have a YouTube channel that I post the um, highlights from the show to every Friday. And then um, I'm also on Instagram. I'm currently working on an actual podcast site to simply just my recordings and things of that nature. Um, big things are in the making. Right now, I um, finished up a podcast with Creative Conversations with Brock. Yes, um, he actually posted it and um, I po reposted the highlights from it. I filmed with Arts of Kicks. He's a big YouTube creator. We had a second show that he's going to be posting soon. Um, I actually did a podcast with um, Tom Swoop, the world famous Tom Swoop. Um, first off, in my opinion, and he's be edit he'll editing it now and be posting that soon. And we're going to be filming again in December. So I got a lot of things going on. And you got ladies inviting me here, the aunties. You guys are amazing and wonderful. I appreciate you coming through. And everything on our website, Past Perfect with Yaya. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being here. We really, really enjoyed it. Hope we see you again um, very soon. Kirby, let the people know where they can connect with us. So you all can find us on Instagram at Extra Crispy Extra Wet. Also, if you want to send us an email, comments, questions, concerns, emotional outbursts, or you want to be on the show, hello at extracrispyextrawet.com. If you can't spell in standard American English, we don't want you on the show anyway, because that's not how we roll. Um, with that said, you also can find us on Wednesdays, uh, right before Auntie Yaya at 8 p.m. on Instagram for Extra Wet Wednesdays during our active seasons. And as you all know, we do 10 episodes per season because the aunties need breaks too. All right. right? Um, and we just want to thank everybody for engagement and support and coming all the way to season six with us. We're working on it. We're doing better. We're elevating and escalating, okay? Um, mm -hmm. Even driving the Escalade sometime soon. Who knows? I'm not really sure, <laughs> but, you know. But again, thank you, everybody. And again, especially a thank you to you, Auntie Yaya. We really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, aunties. I appreciate you guys. Like, you, like uh, Auntie Nick said, that master reset button. I'm going to go concoct me one. Here you go. Okay. Um, but yeah, you all can find us on all the different platforms and also make sure that you visit us on YouTube. This episode will go up after our recorded podcast drops on Mondays. Typically we post it on Tuesdays afterwards because, um, you know, Anchor is monetized. YouTube is not monetized quite yet. And we're trying to be smart about our coin here. Um, but yeah, super excited um, about season six um, and also getting ready to gear up to get the TikTok, the TikTok, TikTok, them, them, where the children be. We get it together. <laughs> We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make it work. We're going to make it spin um, like a wheel. Um, but yeah, thank y'all for joining us and thank you for coming through the episode. Pass it back to our illustrious host to close us out. Give us the benediction. All right. That's all we got. Ain't got no more. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. But we got to go. All right. Again, thank y'all. Y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but you were here with us and we appreciate that. We'll see y'all on Extra Wet Wednesday and see you back here next week. Um, all hearts and minds clear? Crystal. Crystal. That's it. All right. If y'all don't take anything else from this show today, you're going to leave you with three words. Say it with me, ladies. Don't, don't get pregnant. That's it. You don't That's take it. nothing else. Take that. All right. Well, down here, um, y'all know we like to keep it straight Atlanta. So, Auntie Yaya, we don't say goodbye. We keep it okay. straight ATL and we just say all right, then, Shari. All right, then, Shari. Shari. <laughs> <laughs> <Shari. laughs>